Hello universe and welcome back to another the final Jones Chronicles for the year 2023. It's been a good year. It's been a good week. I have done my due diligence through December and now I'm taking this first week of January off to focus on me. is a staycation unlike my november vacation so i'm just going to be cuddling up staying warm because it's cold outside and rainy and snow wants to happen and then the next two seconds it doesn't i don't know about your area but there are areas in the united states right now illinois wisconsin mimi told me california where the hospitals are starting to bring back the mass mandates I just take one out. I mean, I know we the the, the mass debate is so <laughs> it, it's it's done. It's been done. No reason whatsoever to continue to uh, discuss it. But my feelings on it is, I'd rather have something than nothing at all. And when I go in Walmart or any other place where there's a whole bunch of people, it feels like they have diseases. So it's not even a COVID thing anymore, I think. I think it's a, I don't, I don't trust people and what they got, <laughs> even if it's just the flu. Maybe I don't want to get the flu. If this mask helps me from them droplets getting on my fucking uh, mouth and in my nose, giving me the flu, that's not a bad exchange for the 12 minutes I have to walk around with this mask on. My mom acts as if it is just you're asking her to stick a catheter into her or something. And that's why she's gotten COVID like three times. <laughs> it's always those ones that seem to be consistently. It's like, okay, so when nature tells you things, do you just go, fuck it? I'm not listening. And then you just be over there and you're okay with that. As long as you're okay with that, who am I to make commentary except to make fun of you? But that is neither here nor there. We are here to entice our brains with some knowledge in the world that is fascinating. And that is what I bring you. Because <laughs> my week does not have much other than on Friday I did get a lot. I got my RCL, which is like my boss's boss, called me and was like, oh, you did such a good job. Because I did, because a customer sent me this email. That's the thing. People are so rude nowadays. The, the amount of laziness some people act towards their jobs, which they should be very privileged to have, always boggles me because it doesn't take more than five minutes to get people where they need to be. And if you would just take that time and treat people the way they should be treated, then you won't be dealing with big blowout situations later on that honestly aren't even that difficult to handle. So I had one of those on Friday and I was on the phone with this lady for an hour and I got her taken care of. It was very simple for me to do, wasn't even part of my job. Not even in the department, but I know that department's work, so I was able to do it. And I know 
that everybody named mama is not here right now. So I had to light some fires up people's ass to get things moving. And it was for someone that was of color and they were treated in a manner because of their age too, because I was talking to their mother and it's not, it's not a good look. And I know we deal with some, (laughs) not the best of customers. I truly comprehend that part, but that does not give you the right to, you know, they're still paying into something that they require and you're still paid to give them service that they need no matter what your personal feelings are. And that's that's that emotional maturity, that emotional intelligence that so many are still, even in corporate America, struggling with. I'm pretty sure the person that on the other side of this just lost their job because (laughs) the accusations were pretty bad as far as customer service goes. And if, like I said, I had to light a, a certain fire and I know exactly the keywords light said fire that woman was calling for 15 days she got called back after me in less than 15 minutes because I know how to take care of that but everybody doesn't have that skill and it's funny because we were just talking about Mimi Shy in our group chat as well but also in the last Jones Chronicles about leading people and this that and the other and I'm like I could never be a boss because I'd be a bitch <laughs> You would hate me. No, you would probably really like me, but you would hate me if you're that type of person because I have absolutely no patience for you. And in the world of being a boss, you have to have some type of patience. I'm like, no, 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 no. I would need to be in charge of hiring because I don't want anybody on my team that is not a worker. That's just point blank, period. I got no, no room for it. On the flip side of that, and I swear I'll be done with my personal life and we'll get to some fun things like ruining Christmas for everyone or how politically Christmas is, which is why I am am so uh, so with other people in the universe now that's like, why are we making a big deal out of this? I love the music. Don't get me wrong. I love the decorations, but some of it. Like the meaning, meaning of it that some people love to be going after. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't exist. But yeah, also on the flip side of that, had two grown ass men told him out, uh, for real, for real, I got to talk to my mom. I said, you've 24 motherfucking years old. This your policy. You better get your ass on the phone talking about you need to talk about your mama. No, you need to be an adult. Start adulting. Not only was it him, there's two people in the car. I got both of them. One's 24, one's 22. Buff the motherfuckers talking about I got to go talk to my mama. I said, oh, Lord, you don't know how to read because it's not hard. You got to be ashamed of yourself, nigga. Real talk. You got to be ashamed of yourself. All as you is. So that's the end of my spiel. Sometimes it is appropriate and necessary when you're trying to handle and you're being mistreated. And then you got to get the the one that knows involved and she was so nice because she was saying yeah I wanted my daughter to take care of her own stuff which is why I wasn't trying to do it for her but at the same time she's clearly (laughs) not being treated in a manner if I was on the phone let's talk about Christmas and how politically motivated it is 
I wanted to add this into our last podcast, but I didn't want to to really shit on Christmas for people who enjoy it, right? That's not my goal in life is to make people feel bad about the things that they do or the traditions that they want. But I do think it is important to put those in context, especially when it comes to what is reality and what are the lies that we continue to tell ourselves and propensitate. That's not a word, but I feel as if I'm trying to say something that's close to that word. Prolificate, that's where I was going for. I hate that I have to Google information, but there's a lot stored in my brain. So I'm gonna give myself a pass. One thing about Christmas or about Jesus, so start with that story in the Bible. He was not born in year zero, actually based on his date of death, which is 33 CE. He would have been born between 6 BCE and 4 BCE. Sidebar, depending on which story you were told, because I didn't even know there were two different versions where one story, three kings came to offer him a gift and another version's three wise men. So is that a Catholic versus Protestant thing? Either way, those are interchangeable. And the correct version per the Bible should be the three wise men, not the three kings. Some scholars, the one that came up with Jesus's birthday as December 25th. Why? Well, the pagans happened to celebrate winter solstice on December 21st. So how do we get pagans to celebrate our religion and stop celebrating their religion? Well, let's combine them and settle on four days later, which then gets Christianity to be the more popular religion because it now takes on, which I've already expressed that previously, that a lot of Christianity, a lot of their traditions are taken from pagan traditions. And even those that were like Christmas, what it looks like today is not the same as Christmas in the 1400s. Right. You're not having the lords of the manor gift the peasants. You don't have someone that's chosen to be. uh, I can't even remember all of the details, but it's like the king and queen of Christmas that one person gets to do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, It's very raucous. They were trying to cancel Christmas because that's how rowdy people got. And it wasn't just one day they celebrated. They celebrated this shit for like two weeks past the new year. So even our honing it down to one day is completely and utterly man-made. So what hath any of this to do with Santa Claus? Because there is a couple of versions of Santa Claus out there that have different origin stories until they're all the same. Because you'll hear Santa Claus called St. Nick You'll also hear him call Chris Kringle. Santa Claus was created by cartoonist Thomas Nast. Nast first drew Santa Claus for the 1862 Christmas season Harper's Weekly cover and centerfold illustration to memorialize the family sacrifices of the Union during the early and for the North darkest days of the Civil War. 
It was only in 1902, another book popularized the image of the man with the coat and the boots and the beard that's going to spread holiday cheer wherever he goes. So who the fuck is St. Nick? St. Nicholas was a 4th century Turkish bishop that gave money to the poor, leaving it in their stockings. He died December 6th, which is now entitled St. Nicholas Day. Two different people associated as the same because of the certain traits that they simply just added on to Santa Claus. How does Kris Kringle fit into all of this? Well, New York used to be a former Dutch outpost. By the 19th century, Santa Claus <laughs> had morphed into Santa Claus, who would soon be immortalized by American poets and writers. Some confused the rival Christ Kind with Saint Nick, and he acquired the nickname Kris Kringle. Kringle is actually a type of Danish pastry that they still serve to this day in like New Amsterdam or any Dutch colony. And since the Dutch were the first ones that were in New York, when the Americans took over, once it was sold to them, which you know they sold New Amsterdam for the Brazilian uh Island of Suriname, I believe it's called. Basically, sugar money, plantation style. And because they wanted it, they gave they gave New Amsterdam, aka New York, over to the colonists. So that is where those names are so interchangeably happening due to a combination of religious practices, pagan practices, and the Dutch. What's crazy, in one of the most democratic countries we think of today, Boston, Massachusetts, they actually decided Christmas was not for them. The, quote, penalty for keeping Christmas was a law enacted under Puritan rule in Massachusetts Bay uh, in that colony in 1659 for, get this, 22 years. <clears throat> Bullshit. Anyone found celebrating the holiday by failing to work, feasting, or any other way would be fined. Jonathan Beecher Field, an associate professor at Clemson University who studies 17th century New England Puritans, attributed the ban in part to the holiday's emphasis on pagan traditions. Quote, the Puritans were very concerned with a very scripturally based form of worship. End quote. Also, the Puritans were like a cult in itself. Like they were radicalized in the Bible. Really radicalized. <laughs> Even Christians nowadays would look at Puritans like chill the fuck out. Phil said, quote, there's not scriptural evidence for Jesus, Jesus Christ's birth on December the 25th. Christmas was added to Christ about 400 years after he was alive, end quote. So they wanted to stay pure. Hence, Puritans, we only believe what is in the Bible. The Reverend Increase Mather, the father of the Salem Rich Trials, uh, 
uh, Salem Rich Child figurehead, Cotton Mather, was a leading proponent of the ban. He believed celebrations were highly dishonorable and overconsumed with excess, excess of wine and mad mirth. He also questioned whether the celebration would please Jesus Christ himself and considering that he made water into wine. I'm on that good cushion alcohol. Wasn't there a whole fucking picture of him having a feast? I don't understand. He wasn't against celebrations if you want to believe in that type of thing. So where are we getting this idea that he would disapprove? I thought their whole thing was you can't, uh, you can't judge. Or, yeah, that's why it's always fucked up, right? Their thought process never seems to actually reflect their thought process. It's like your actions don't add up with the words. But there you go. If you want to talk about Christmas next year across the fire with other people and how much you can you can stick it up their ass, just lay down those points and see how they react. Let's move on to some more interesting facts, such as we all don't see colors in the same hue, meaning everyone's reality is one's own unique visualization. It's pretty cool. 2047, which doesn't feel that far in the future. Something I was unaware of, China's gonna get Hong Kong back. Interesting. This actually is why many political analysts, that's the right word I was looking for, say that in another 50 years, America is not gonna be the only superpower in the world now, we have that moment in history in the 1940s where the Soviet Union and the U.S. would be considered the bipolarity. However, I want to say that it's more realistically between China and the U.S. becoming a bipolarity in the actual sense because the Soviet Union was was bluffing. <laughs> For It's not that they didn't do nothing, but a lot of their power was based in their nuclear arsenal and not on things such as the economy, growth, expansion, so on and so forth. And even China is branching off into Africa to try to help in their political diverse situations. And it's and so many people are so angry at that idea. Like, how dare you? You know why? It's because it's a communist um regime but but <laughs> um i don't think it is without some benefit to places in the world where it's not as if i haven't been subservient to some other higher power that would be a cons like look at africa for for the the example Right, but under British rule, French, French rule. So China wants to come in and say, you know, instead of being under us, let's work with us. That's a game changer. And I'll be really curious to see if it's something that will occur, as many analysts predict. I don't think there's anything wrong with having two superpowers. I think that might actually take away some of and I know I'm an American I love everything that we have here but we everybody in power should always have someone else that's checking them in power and America 
sometimes acts in a manner as if they can never be checked back. And I think it would change a lot of its politics if that was not an option. Let's go on to Peter the Great because he had a really weird fetish. He liked to make elaborate weddings for dwarves. Okay. Hey, he a black he Hey, he adopted a black child and treated him like a son. He can play with all the dwarves he wants. Everyone is always known for the great things that they do and the complete awful things that are done in order to achieve some of those great things. James Earl Jones and Samuel Jackson both had issues with their speech through their developmental years. Now they're very prominent actors, which teaches us that no matter what is holding you back, if you work hard enough, you can change the direction of your life. Here's something, a statistic I thought was disturbing, but it actually fits into a lot of what us girls were talking about last week, more than 51.2%, that's half, of all black children live with only one parent in 2022, compared with about one in five, 21.3% of white children. In 2017 through 2021, the share of families headed by single parents was 76% among African-American families 59% among Hispanic families, 39% among white families, and 31% among Asian families. So black families, this is exactly what we've been saying, and now we have the data to prove it, have much more of a stress level and a uh, uphill battle in the parenting department because so many households are only single family of women. Let's be real. Uh, And then those black women need to be a certain way to raise those children out in the world. But then only that, they have to deal with the lack of a male mentor figure in their child's life, which I think is a more of a more of an issue if you have a male than you have a female. So just let some of those statistics sink in when you think about the disparity between the races and why you do have many black women feeling the the full weight of certain burdens that other other families just don't have to deal with. Not to the, to the extent. I mean, we're talking almost two times more. I mean, only the other one is Hispanic families. But we know, we all know, we all know they're a family. Like a family family. Everyone's up in that fucking house. The cousins, the mom, the dad, the grandparents. I'm not being stereotypically racist. I grew up in a Hispanic neighborhood. I know how this goes down. Okay? They will all fucking have jobs. All five of them working at McDonald's. Bringing home the checks. They're more able to, this one thing I think that we don't do as much African-Americans is they're, they're able to, to take their resources and put them in one pot and be like, look, this is what we got. We're going to work with who we're going to work with. And we're going to end on some 
two stories of humanity's idiocy. Troy Leon Gregg was the first condemned individual whose death sentence was upheld by the United States Supreme Court after the court's decision in Furman versus Georgia uh, invalidated all previously enacted death penalty laws in the United States, but that is not what makes this man known to history. Oh, no, 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 no. As True Crime Magazine reported, Gregg and three other convicted murderers were being held at Georgia State Prison awaiting their ends when they concocted a plan to escape. They managed to saw through the bars of their cells and a window in one of the building exercise rooms. They then shimmied along the exterior ledge until they reached a fire escape. Greg and his co-escapees also altered their pajamas to look like uniforms worn by correction officers and were apparently convincing enough that when actual corrections officers stopped them, they let the escaping convicts go. Sounds like an awesome plan. Where did he go wrong? Well, Greg wrote about the escape in letters to his wife, which he didn't tell the rest of the gang. And when they found out, they were so enraged that they beat him to death and dumped his body in the lake. In other stories, they claim that the escapees actually got into a drunken row. And that's how he ended up dead. No matter which version of events is true, though they all ended with Greg's body being found in the lake, covered in bruises and having signs of a beatdown, the lesson here is death gonna get theirs. Final destination, motherfucker. Final destination. Gotcha, bitch! Also, I told y'all, stitches get, snitches get stitches. Also, everybody knows that snitches get stitches. Snitches get stitches and are found in a lake. Let's talk about another person who thought they were on that right path, but found themselves kissing angels. Clement Valadinum stated, I have foolishly shot myself sinking into a chair in his hotel room in a mixture of pain and mortification. The calamity which ended the former congressman's days happened in the town of Lebanon, Warren County, Ohio, in 1871, halfway through the case that he thought was going to be the greatest of his life. At stake was a man's life, his defendant. The Christmas Eve before, a rough and ready character called Thomas Myers had been playing cards in a private room above a bar in a nearby Hamilton when five thugs burst in and a huge brawl broke out. The lawyer began explaining to a visitor that Myers had actually shot himself, then had a sudden brainwave. Let's just stage a demonstration to show exactly how it happened. He grabbed a pistol, put it in his pocket, 
drew it slowly, turned the muzzle on himself, and pulled the trigger. Bang. It was at this moment that he knew. He fucked up. The unfortunate advocate had demonstrated the reasonableness of his theory, reported the Leeds Times, but at the cost of his life. Congratulations, you played yourself. And that's where we're going to wrap it up. It has been a joy having you here with me this year, and I hope you come back next year, where we will discuss things like why the Victorians had such detachment from them children. What is deja vu? And America had an emperor? If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com. You can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.